What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What is up, you guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. This is Johnny King, and I am so excited to have Lucas Root on the podcast today because he's an accomplished speaker, an entrepreneur, author, business success mentor, and founder of his consulting business, SGIC. Welcome to the podcast, man. Johnny, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, coming all the way from, from San Diego, and whether you guys are listening or watching, uh, you have some some cool artwork I was mentioning before we started recording in the background. Tell tell those that are listening or watching what those are. Mm, uh, yes. So uh, I launched my my consulting business, SGIC Consulting, six years ago. Um, hung up my shingle, and and this is for your becoming kings people. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, I got really lucky. Mm. Um, I, you know, I hung up my shingle. I was like, Hey, you know, business is going to come. I'm ready. It's going to show up at my door. And that's not the way it works. <laughs> right. Um, fortunately I, I had this very good friend who's a, a director at the Pokemon company and mm-hmm. they were in the process in 2015, as many of you may or may not know, they were in the process of getting ready to launch Pokemon go early in 2016. Right. Right. And anticipated that they were going to make some really good money. It was, it turned out to be a good guess. They were yeah. right. Killed it. Yeah. Um, and in anticipation, they called up everyone they could find in their network who is a strategist, which included me. And that's why I can sit here and say I got very, very lucky. Um, they allowed me to come in and pitch some ideas cold. Hmm. And they had an open mind because they knew they had some money they couldn't, they didn't know. They anticipated they would have some money they could invest with. Um, and my pitches were great. Mm-hmm. And they decided to take a chance on this unknown guy who didn't have a, a business and, and give it a go. And um, the rest is history. I've been with him for six years. And that's part of the reason why I have this funky artwork hanging behind me. It's, it's mm-hmm. a reminder to be grateful, to be grateful for the amazing opportunities that occasionally show up um, when you need them. That's so cool. That's so cool. And I, I'm, I'm more of one to say, uh, you say luck, but luck is what that like convergence of opportunity and, and preparation, preparation, right. And you were, you were putting yourself out there and call it luck, but man, you were ready to go and you, and you killed it, obviously. So you earned that opportunity. It's, it's really cool. So you've, you've got a bunch of, uh, you know, kind of an extensive, uh, portfolio of having worked with some bigger clients, but you're also doing, which is why I'm excited for the, for the conversation because you do consulting. Like I said, you've got you've got your book, which is kind of more about uh, productivity, right? You also do uh, coaching with women, which is kind of what I'm excited to kind of dive in so men can hear more about uh, what you see on a regular basis with with kind of connecting. We're going to talk about the masculine and feminine, but um, what what right now gives you the? I mean, there's probably you've got a lot of things on your plate. You're sounds like you're that consummate entrepreneur, but what brings you the most fulfillment <laughs> or joy in what you're, what you're working on right now? 
Isn't that true? Yeah. Every entrepreneur has 17 things they're working on at any given yeah. time. It's so true. Yeah. The multrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. What brings what brings you the most uh, joy or fulfillment right now with what you're, what you're working on? Two things. Um, working with women, which is something we'll get to. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time now, but that, I mean, it is, it is delightful. It is also mm-hmm. really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second is uh, I do business mentoring for startups, um, cool. which um, I have, I have 12 different startup, let's call them clients. Um, I've been working at it for about four years and only one of them has gotten to the point where they can pay me. So it, it's a good thing that I love doing it. <laughs> yeah. 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 God bless you. I'm sure they're very, very grateful. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I had a conversation with a, a buddy yesterday and he's thinking about starting his, I'm like, man, there's so much that goes into coming up with, you know, your demographic and your messaging and your niche and what pain problem are you solving? So yeah, yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot to go into it for sure. So Absolutely. pretty, pretty fascinating. In regards to the, the conversation about masculine and feminine, I was, um, I've written a book as well. And in that section, there's, or in a part of it talks about the masculine and the feminine. And, mm-hmm. and a guy that I was talking about yesterday, he was like, I found that really fascinating because I never really, he was always thinking that masculine was like machismo, was ego, was, um, he always kind of thought like, but I'm not that type of masculine. So I guess I must be more feminine. And he said, the way that you wrote it made me realize, actually, I'm very hardwired masculine. I'm a masculine man, but he had made it a hit. His judgment was that it was bad. Right. Hmm. But I was, as I was talking to him, like, yeah, I mean, again, a lot of times when you are with your blinders on, you're focused on achieving something, I'm talking about productivity. Like that's a lot of times when you're in your masculine, like turn yeah. everything else off, minimize down to just what you're focusing on and, and hammer it out. But then on the other side of it is we can get caught in that and then feel like, Oh shit. Like my day just passed, like passed me or, my last 10 years just passed me. What did I, what am I actually accomplishing? Which I feel like is more of the feminine expression of like, you need to really know your why and your purpose. And like, is this really fulfilling you? So without going into the whole masculine feminine, but maybe let's talk more about productivity. What are you, what are you noticing are some of the, like the, the initial questions that people start asking you about how you can help them with being more productive, you know, in a world where it seems like there's always stuff to do that never ends. Or distractions, mm-hmm. for that matter. Yeah. What are some? One of what are some of your thoughts there? Uh, I've I've three different top level thoughts. The first is um, actually the third, and we'll come back to this. So this is a little teaser to to mm-hmm. to, to pay attention. The third is um, is mi- mixing the masculine feminine. Mm, cool. We'll come back to that. That's the third one. Definitely. Um, the the first is uh, people often think that they don't have a routine. And they're like, how do I start a routine? And I'm like, you already have one. Mm-hmm. You, you, you brush your teeth in the morning and the evening the same way every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you probably, uh, you probably do your, you know, you, you go to the bathroom at the same time every single day. Uh, my guess is that most of your meals happen at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, except when there are events and that's okay. It, events are supposed to throw off your routine anyway. And that's healthy. <laughs> right. That, that is actually healthy. Uh, but I yeah. think people have a really hard time accepting that they actually already have a routine. And so what you're doing isn't starting from scratch. What you're doing is actually taking the routine you have now and turning it into something that is intentional for a purpose. Like it's a purpose aligned routine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Number one. 
that's that bar none that is absolutely the number one thing like you are you whoever you are every single person that's listening you all already have a routine identify the elements that are there and work and would would you say that people are like i think that's really valid to acknowledge that first and foremost because i think people who think oh I'm, i'm just lazy or i'm undisciplined and i can't follow a routine or i can't follow a diet or whatever i think it's it's i mean do you get that so you're actually kind of working against their greatest fear of like i can't do routines i can't be consistent that's right but you do yeah cool i hear you but you do yeah yeah oh no way yeah it's yeah yeah cool cool so number two would be number two is do i really have to wear a collared shirt when i'm working That is the number two question I get. Like, really? <laughs> why, why is that? And the, well, because people are afraid of conformance, which is funny because in, in many cases, what we want to do is to conform and we're afraid of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's not about the collared shirt. I, I say this to every single one of them. It's not about the collared shirt. But um, in, in everything that we do, there are certain elements that add to the capacity to create productivity. Um, so we sit at a desk and it's the same desk that we sit at every single day. And the reason it's the same desk is because you're more productive if you're in the same space. Mm. We listen to the same sounds every single day. Um, when you're in the office, the sounds that you're hearing is the general low hum of other people being productive on calls or working on stuff, typing, whatever that like the general low hum of, of the office. It's not the sound itself that's important. It's the repetition of that stimulus. And the same is true for your collared shirt. I think of my collared shirt not as my work outfit. I think of it as my productivity uniform. Mm. Now we have other productivity uniforms. We wear flannel pants when we go to bed. That's a productivity Mm -hmm. uniform for sleeping. Mm -hmm. And our body recognizes that and responds to it. Oh, the flannel pants are coming on. It must be time for me to start winding down to sleep. Right. When I'm getting ready for work. Oh, the collared shirt's coming on. It must be time for me to start winding up my focus so that I can get into my productivity flow. I love that. Well, let me throw a curveball at you because I know, and maybe I'm just, uh, yeah, maybe I'm unique. I I find where there are days where I need the consistency, so I I need the certainty, but then that starts, the the monotony of that starts to, uh, I don't know exactly, maybe just frustrate me or just bore me, essentially. So then I'll find myself not being as productive because I'll get up and do the laundry. Since I work from home and have for more than 10 years, I'm I'm doing stuff. So then for me to go actually get variety by going to the coffee shop, even though there's a ton more people and I do a little bit of people watching, I don't have the normal distractions and I just crush at work, you know? But then I'll find myself needing to go back home another day and I'm super productive there. So almost like I need the variety. So maybe that is still a routine, right? I don't know. Is that... uh, does that fly in the face of kind of what you just mentioned, or is that still kind of part of what you were saying? I'm willing to bet that the work that you do when you're at the coffee shop is different than the work that you do when you're in your home office. Yeah. Yeah. And I would double or nothing that bet that the work that you do when you're in the coffee shop, you do that work best only in the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. It's more creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And when you try to do that work at home, and when that's the work that you really need to get to, that's when you start to feel antsy when you're at home. It's mm-hmm. because your body, your psyche knows that you need to move into the environment that you have trained yourself to be excellent at that particular type of productivity. Mm. So it actually works really well with it. Because mm-hmm. I do feel like that I, I, being an extrovert and yet at times definitely need my, my introvert, you know, space, if you will. But I, I feel like I go to a coffee shop and I just feed off the energy of people mm-hmm. and the music, even though I'll put on my canceling, you know, earpods and just, but I like being around people. It just feels creative, like going to a co-working space or that sort of thing. Yeah. But then there, there are the times that I like being at home and just being totally alone, being able to write or do whatever I'm working on. So, okay. That makes sense. That's cool. So it's like, it's like having two different workspaces and one of them is attuned to this kind of work. And one of them is attuned yeah. to that kind of work. And you just know that when you're doing that kind of work, you go over there. It's like, um, when I'm cooking, I'm in the kitchen. Yes, like yes. I, I could do my chopping on the dining room table. Like I can move my, my, my chopping board anywhere I want it. True. But, but when I'm doing my cooking, I'm in the kitchen. When I'm doing my eating, I could eat on the counter in the kitchen. But when I'm doing my eating, I eat at the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same with the gym. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. It's a, it makes sense. It's a, it's, it's a, it is actually a productivity training. And I've trained myself to be productive at chopping vegetables in the kitchen. I've trained myself to be productive at putting those chopped vegetables into my mouth at the dining room table. Like mm-hmm. it's a super simple example. And it's really easy to be like, well, I could just do that in the kitchen. And, and that's the point you could, mm. you could, let me ask, let me ask you another question before we get to, to number three of the masculine feminine. I find, and I only ask because I feel like I've heard this from a lot of other guys too. So it's hopefully relevant to them too, but I, mm-hmm. I do find myself where I'll be productive for several days. Mm-hmm. And then like just the next morning, let's say two or three days in a row, I'm good. And the next, I have no drive. I just mm. feel like I just want to like waste the day away or, or I get one of those beautiful days where I look at my schedule and I'm actually super excited because I have nothing planned. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be so productive. And because there's no time urgency, I don't get shit done. I really get nothing done. And then it's like, 5 p.m. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to make something of this day and I'll throw some things at it. But then I usually will shame myself about not being productive because I've watched YouTube videos or I've done stuff around the house. Like, what is it about? Versus like, if I know I have to catch a flight at 1 p.m., I get more done in those like maybe three hours before I have to leave for the airport than I do in a day that I have no time urgency, you know? Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, is it really something that I need to create more artificial leverage so that I'm more, you know, going, or should I just know that I only am going to be productive for two or three hours a day and then go for a hike or something, you know, some of both. Okay. Some of both. Yeah. Um, and this actually really nicely segues into the masculine feminine. Good. Good. Yeah. Go for it. Um, uh, so masculine energy in the product productivity world is, um, structure, Mm-hmm. and execution. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you create a whole bunch of structure, or if you're really focused on, on getting things done, execution, mm-hmm. um, that's heavily, heavily masculine. Now, as, as biological beings, whether you want to think of yourself in terms of energies or not, as biological beings, we need to be balanced. Mm-hmm. Need. 
not just want, need. It's, mm -hmm. it's non-optional. We can push the envelope in one direction or another for a little while, but there, there, there becomes a cost, right? That each choice that you make has a cost. And the more that you make masculine energy choices, the more that cost starts to add up. So I call this productivity debt. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you pay that productivity debt in a number of different ways. Now you and I were entrepreneurs. So chances are we work until we have to stop. Right. A lot of times that's it's dinner time or it's bedtime. Like I work until I go to bed and some, you know, yep. I, I try not to do that. The more I know about how masculine energy and feminine energy play together, the more I try not to do it that way. But if, if that's what's going on in you, and probably that's what's going on in some of our listeners, mm -hmm. um, you do two, three, four days in that, and you've, you've accumulated some productivity debt that, that like it or not, you have to pay. You have to pay your debt. Think of it as taxes. Like it doesn't go away. It just gets bigger. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so what you're describing could be um, you got to that day four and you, you're carrying several hours of productivity debt that you've earned over the course of Monday through Wednesday, right? Now it's Thursday yeah. and you, you'd love to have gotten some work done, but you have this huge amount of productivity debt. You really just don't have a choice. And you're going to pay that damn debt. And the mm. way that it comes out is watching YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the response to too much masculine is actually to incorporate intentionally incorporate some feminine. Mm. Now, feminine is not so much the opposite. It's the synergy of masculine. It's the, it's the coordinated energy of masculine. So um, step away from too much structure, step away from too much routine, step into something that allows you to move more into some of the things that are calling to you, like doing your laundry or, um, cleaning up around the house a little bit, maybe. For me, it's mountain biking. It's like, I got to get outside. I got to connect with nature. I have to be in the sun, just mm -hmm. changing that environment, mm -hmm. uh, allows me to feel like, Oh, I'm filled up. And then I get inspired again. And I will come back and be productive, you know? Yeah. So, which is still kind of masculine, it's the, but it's masculine feminine, right? Yeah. Can you schedule that in every day? Yeah, I don't, but I could and probably should, right? Yeah. I'll bet that you'd find that it would go from, say, two days a week that you're crashing to one day a week that you're crashing or even a half day a week that you crash mm -hmm. just by putting that in. Mm -hmm. And then I have to deal with... Um, I have to deal with the guilt. Is it guilt really? Uh, it could be guilt. Some type of emotion where I feel like I don't, I haven't earned this right, you know, even though I have like wh whatever, I'm, I'm judging myself to take the afternoon off every day. You know, mm -hmm. I should be working harder to be more productive, to thus be more successful, to make more money only to then look back and realize I haven't lived my life because I haven't gone out and gone mountain biking or hiking, right? That's part of it. The other yeah. part is, you can't, you, I mean, as we just talked about, you simply can't be peak productive without taking time off. Mm -hmm. Like we, we sure. function more like batteries than we do like gas engines. Mm. And for better or worse, because we function more like a battery than a gas engine, we actually have to take some time off and recharge those batteries. That's a really good point. Simple, but yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yep. And now it's not a question of whether or not you earned it. 
you're doing that so you can earn it. You're doing that so you can be awesome. Like that's that's the power for your awesomeness. Yeah, that's a, a lot more. Uh, that's a better way to reframe it for me. So so there's no guilt or judgment associated. Like no, you have to. If I'm doing a using a power drill and it dies, like there's no guilt to recharge it. It just has. To, that's just part for me to keep using it. I have to take time to to charge it and do something else. Rather yep, that's than, just what you got to do. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. That's a good point. Really good point. Yeah. So time in nature, mountain biking, whatever it is, um, yeah. think of it more like sleep and meals. Think of it like required nutrients. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Cause I certainly am a stickler for that. Personally, I'm a sleep snob and definitely eat uh, pretty regimented why in that sense, but not so much from that's what, what it takes to make a king. Yeah. And what, uh, yes, exactly. And that's why I like to have these conversations because it pushes me to keep walking the talk. Right. So that's really, that's really good. I love that. Um, you said something and I'm like, um, you said something about like, it's a coordinated effort or something like that about the masculine. No, you said the, the feminine, you said the feminine is more of the coordinated. Right. You say? So a lot of people think of masculine and feminine energy as opposite energies, which is, Strictly speaking, true, if you want to spend time thinking about the world binary. But I, yes. I, don't, I find that thinking about the world in a binary perspective is, is just not useful. Mm -hmm. And instead of thinking of it from a binary perspective, now by changing the words that we use, the way that we describe the idea of masculine and feminine energy, we can also change the way that we interact with them. So I mm -hmm. describe feminine rather than as the opposite energy from masculine, I describe it as the synergistic energy as from masculine. Mm -hmm. They are, they are coordinated partners in excellence. Mm -hmm. mm. I think that's what kind of uh, piqued my interest. Cause certainly like we were talking about before we started recording my conversations with Alison Armstrong or Tony Robbins or, you know, uh, Dr. Glover from Mr. Nice Guy. A lot of the, the masculine feminine conversations I have is like, there's a North pole and there's a South pole and to have polarity, to have chemistry, you've got to have, but they're opposing poles, which for some people are probably like, Oh, that makes no sense. Cause we are so different. You know, if we're talking about masculine, feminine, then male and female. Um, and yet, yeah, so much of what I talk about and, and how much I feel just internally, like it's, it's not like, Oh, I need, I'm looking for my other half of the yin to the yang, but it's, I, I feel like I'm certainly at my best when I'm with a coordinated feminine hardwired yeah. feminine woman, you know, who just, we just synergistically work together. We pitch and catch and like, ah, we like feed off each other. And like, this is amazing. This is who I want to create my life with or, or that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Versus feeling like I'm up against, you know, a, a, a direct opposer, you know, so I love that. That's really cool. That's a new kind of aha for me. So thank you for that. Cool. I'm so glad. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Well, and talking more about uh, the work that you do with women, like we talked about, I, I worked with women for eight years, but more in the capacity of weight loss and, and nutrition, which of course led, it, led itself to, okay, that's more of the, the life coaching, what's really going on below the surface. Um, and there was a lot of conversation of, masculine and feminine, but in my own experience, <clears throat> um, and I certainly have learned this over the years, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I've learned that, that when the, the feminine, like if, if someone is hardwired feminine mask, you know, man or, or woman, but when they are stressed, if they are more, if they're at home in their feminine, if they're stressed, they will actually turn more masculine Mm -hmm. and the masculine when he or she is stressed will turn more feminine, but it's Mm -hmm. kind of like the, the shadow masculine or the shadow feminine where I've, I've dated women who, when they get stressed, you know, when they, when they show up and they're beautiful and they're feminine and they're flowing and they're like, they're radiant. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, but when they get stressed, they're like, get out of my way. I got to get stuff down. Like, fine. I'll figure out where we're going for dinner. And then, and the masculine, when I got stressed, like in my marriage over 10 years ago, when I was kind of playing that nice guy, I'd be like, okay, whatever you want, babe. Like, can I, I was just very kind of passive and, and weak in that sense, even though that's feminine isn't weak. So what, what is it, how you've seen in, in terms of the, the whole conversation around the, the coaching you do with your website, which is like the, the goddess provenance, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Working with women to, to get them to kind of connect with their uh, feminine essence, or what would you explain? How, how would you say that you work with women to get more out of life? Yeah. Um, I, I, first, I help them to define and I, I, I come at it from an archetype perspective, Okay. Not, not because that's the only way to do it, but it works really well if you know what you're connecting with. So I come at it from an archetype perspective and I help them define energetic archetypes so that they can embody those archetypes. Think of it kind of like um, us as humans having celebrity heroes. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll go out into the world and we'll try to be more like your celebrity hero while you're out in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever that happens to be. We, we actually do that really well. We're, mm-hmm. we're actually really good at doing like monkey see monkey do. Like, this is the way I want to play today. <laughs> I'm going to play like Batman. I'm going to play like Spider-Man. Like, I'm going to play like Kim Kardashian, whatever it is that you're trying to be. Right. So I help them define archetypes so that they know how they want to play. And then I help them understand how those archetypes might show up in situations and how using those archetypes as part of how they show up in those situations can help them to be in control of who they are while that situation is happening. Mm. So it's a, it's a, it's a sort of an underhand it's, it's loving, wonderful and giving it's an underhanded way of taking away the victim in a situation. Mm. Okay. I think the, where I started to go and I, and I started realizing my, my long winded question and I wanted to get that first helping women kind of, you know, diving into their archetypes. I do feel like, and it's just my opinion that even though we're living in a, in a world of crazy abundance right now, like what we have in our, yes, it's ridiculous. And yet we all take it for granted but in, in times of, you know, recordable human history, as, as mankind, as human beings, we're more unhappy than ever, even though we're more abundant. And I see that as um, really a shift where, and I've noticed this even in dating, that I find a lot more women are taking on that masculine energy, just because they kind of got to have to, they kind of are forced to, to get shit done and provide for themselves. And men are more kind of taking on that feminine. Like I said, they're, we're stressed people and we're showing up with kind of the opposing masculine and feminine energies than what we truly are when we're at home and, and less stressed, I would say. Right. 
Um, my first kind of two-part question is A, does that resonate? Does do you do you agree with that? And B, in the work that you're doing, like uh, how, how are you working with women and, and thus how can we make this a value to to men too to help them support their partners or coworkers or moms or daughters or sisters, whoever, like the each other to become less stressed so that they can show up more vulnerability vulnerably themselves or or authentically themselves if that makes sense yeah that's a that's a that's awesome i love that that was beautiful (laughs) it really was thank you um it's it's not quite so simple as being binary that's a a hardwired feminine shows up as masculine or a hardwired masculine shows up as feminine it's not quite that Mm -hmm. simple but but that but that is a good place to start so Let's let's let that stand for now, so we can move on to the next one. Cool, but cool. but yes, um, when people are stressed, they move out of their hardwired healthy energy and into something different. Um, fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Mm-hmm. What's fawn? That's um. I'm gonna try to make you like me. So uh-huh. when when uh, when a dog comes up to you and licks you underneath your neck, right mm-hmm. in your in the chin neck area that's fawning. Mm. Mm. Okay, cool. That's like cool. a, that's like a signal saying, um, I'm not, I'm not a threat. Please don't hurt me. Okay. That's Got the, uh, that's the under the chin. There are other places on your face. They lick. It doesn't, it doesn't mean the same thing, but the under the chin, when they're going there, that's, I'm not a threat. Please don't hurt me. Mm. Cool. Cool. Didn't know that. Yeah. Now okay. we have the same response. Um, we, we show it in different ways because we communicate differently than dogs, right? We don't, our licking isn't part of our communication method. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but, but we have exactly the same response that I'm not a threat. Please don't hurt me. That's fawn. Um, so fight, flight, freeze, fawn. And those show up, um, each of them are unique, the way that they show up for you, the way that it comes out of your energy, the way that you move out of your hardwired healthy energy and into something else that's unique to you. Um, but, but for the purposes of, of a simple conversation, yes, let's, let's just say you move into the, the shadow feminine, right? So you're hardwired masculine, you move into shadow feminine, which is like very, very like beta, uh, whatever you want. It's all, you know, indecisive. Yeah. Yeah not very clear with what I'm, what I'm doing or where I'm going with life or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 Very appeasing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then the next step to that is, um, and, and, you know, steer me back if I'm not answering the question the way that we want to, but the next step to that is how do we, how do we work with that and turn it into something where we're less out of control? Um, and more showing up the way we want to. And it's, again, it's beautifully simple. Your, um, your absolute base need, the thing, the first thing that you start to feel hit when you're in stress is, um, and this is almost universally true. The first thing that starts to show up is, am I a part of the unit? Am I a part of the tribe? Am I, am I on the in circle? Right. Am am I still accepted here? Hmm. That's the very first question that your psyche will ask. Cause as an animal, um, 
we don't have claws. We don't have teeth. I mean, we we have fingernails. We, yeah. you know, we kind of have teeth, but we're not really attacking anything with them. We don't have the right jaw structure to go after an animal and bite it in its neck. We're, we're, our muscles are not particularly dense. Like, you know, if you were to have a wrestling match with a chimpanzee, it would rip your arm off and beat you with it. Totally. And, and you outweigh it by 100%. <clears throat> like our, our muscle density is not particularly impressive. So as a, as a, despite that, we are predators. Our eyes are in the front of our head. This is a universal sign for land animals. So as a predator, we're, we are, um, it is not obvious what our weapon is. And so um, understanding the way that we as an animal are supposed to behave helps us to understand where the first place that stress is going to be hitting and how we can start to address that. Mm. We as an animal are successful as a group, as a tribe. Yep. We're not tigers. We're not bears. Um, we're really only successful as a tribe, which means that the very, the most dangerous thing that can possibly happen to us is ostracization, being kicked out of the group. Yeah. And if we want to move out of that stressed energy, if we want to move away from the opposite of where you're healthy, hardwired, the first question you need to be able to answer, the first conversation you need to have with the people that you're with is, am I still in the group? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that really resonates with me. I think uh, I certainly have experienced, especially in, because I feel like all my deeper, darker uh, woundings come to the surface in intimate relationships, right? Um, and I feel like that is something that I, when, when you say that, I'm like, yeah, that actually is kind of more of a subconscious thought, but like, as soon as, uh, she gets upset or she's stressed and she's doing it all on her own. And maybe again, this, maybe this is just, again, my, my, uh, it, it certainly is my wounding, um, versus being, you know, confident and secure in who I am. The thought goes to like, well, does she not need me? You know, like, I feel, I feel totally like alone and I'm like, oh crap. And I get. Yeah, I, I get stressed myself feeling like, I guess she doesn't need me. And, and I feel like also, too, in a lot of dating uh, over the last 10 years or so, I get communicated, too, from women that, like, I don't really need you. I can do everything a man can do. You know, I'd like to have a partner, but but there's something like, I don't, it's not a, uh, oh, I need, I need to be needed. Well, maybe it is. I need to be yeah. needed. We yeah, I, I need to be needed. I just don't need her to show up as needy. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. That's exactly right? right. But I want to be with someone who's like, no, I, my life is better off sharing it with you, you know? And certainly there's, and I think maybe that comes back to like, you're talking about like the masculine feminine, like within ourselves, but also in partnership with someone, like we're better off working in, in you know, coordinated synergy, coordinated synergy. Thank you. That's, that's the verbiage. And like, that's the fun part of, building life together um and why for me personally like polyamory doesn't work because it's too many people to to try to juggle i i like working and being able to go in with when it comes to intimacy super deep with someone emotionally and and mentally and spiritually to have that level of synergy right otherwise I'm like oh you're just a friend cool <laughs> You know, but it is interesting to, to hear because I do feel like the younger version of me, especially when I was married, when I was 
so much of it was focused on like, I need to make her happy because that's how I value myself. And if I can't win at that game, then there's no useful use for me. And I throw up my hands and I go beta. I'm like, whatever you want. Gratefully, I've evolved in that sense. But I do feel like in a lot of conversations I have with men, they feel like my gift is either to solve something, to be useful, to essentially win the day somehow, you know? And if I'm not that in my partnership, then I might as well just go back to work and spend longer hours because at least there I'm being successful, significant, you know? So any, any, cause this is, this is good. Cause it's very much tying into the conversation around productivity, but then stress, distractions, demands, other people's demands. And then we come home and then we wonder why we don't have the polarity or the chemistry. Uh, and like you said, it's not so much binary, which I, I, I wish we had more time to really dive into that, but maybe that'll be part, part two of another episode but how can you how how could how can men really support women in a way in the way that you're hearing women saying i need a man who does this for me or shows up and holds space for me like what's what can men what instruction could you give men from all the work that you do with women of how to help women stay in their goddess or in their archetype that really fulfills them and allows men to also kind of stay in their archetype that fulfills them Yep. That makes sense. It makes perfect sense to me. Hopefully your audience gets it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, holding space is a big one. So masculine energy is form and structure. Mm-hmm. And in order to hold space, you have to create a container and keep it empty. Keep the things that could come into that container and don't belong, keep them out. Mm-hmm. And that's very protective. It's something that men feel at home with an energy of protection, yep, yep, which is great. Sure. Um, I caution, have very open, very vulnerable conversations. A, a, a very dear friend of mine um, is talking about one of his best friends going through a divorce right now. Uh, I had this conversation just last night and I listened Um, and 20 minutes after he said, so what do you think? And I said, it sounds to me like they didn't have one conversation, one conversation a decade ago. (laughs) And the conversation was very simply this, um, from woman to man, uh, you, you're, you're more stressed than you usually are. You, you got a lot going on and you're not talking to me. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk. My wife, God bless her, will corner me, actually corner me and force me to lock eyes when I'm busy and, and, and deep in the middle of like focusing on blah, you know, whatever it is. None of it's more important than my marriage to her. She will corner me and lock my eyes and force me to hear her say that. And even if we don't then have a conversation, it's so intimate it's so deeply caring, just that. And she really means it. And maybe I don't have time at that moment, but she really means it. I'm here for you. I see that you're having a, a really busy, really hard day. Talk to me. Is there anything that we need to have a conversation about? Now is a good time for me. And, and that exact conversation can be, can be initiated by either side and needs to be often. So... Do that first, because if you create space and the other person has screaming in their head, what happens when you create space? 
Well, all of a sudden the screaming has a larger space to fill up and the echoes just get more intense. Yeah. So you got to deal with the screaming before creating space is useful. Communication, the older I get, is just so vital, right? And I think that's a really good one. Again, whether whether you know it's me talking to you or some guy that's been married for twenty years and maybe having a tough time <clears throat> having that type of conversation. The next time the, the opportunity arises, I think it's really, really powerful. And yes. That's that big part of that holding space, but then having that open communication of, you know, again, whether it's with your same sex, you know, partner or, you know, heteros, but it doesn't matter. We're all human beings. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that the energies there to keep that the chemistry in the relationship is so important to understand because we we make up so much stuff like oh they did this or they said this or they must have been thinking this and then that creates the resentment and the repression and then we start going down a very slippery slope um start to lose that that love and feeling so to speak but that's a really really good suggestion i really appreciate that that's really really good well just for the the sake of time and i wish we could keep chatting so we'll do this again another time soon but um what is it something that uh if, if someone wanted to just dive more into to working with you, whether they're male or female, or um, would maybe even just two, two questions, again, two parts, I would say, productivity, and then more of the masculine and feminine work. What, what is it uh, that you can kind of offer in terms of support? Yeah. Um, so uh, hop, hop over to my website and drop by. Um, okay. Lucasroot.com. I have a, I actually have a course on how to work from home. And for anyone who's looking to get better at productivity, this is focused on like working from home, mm-hmm. but, but the tips and tricks that are, that are honed in on how to make you productive working from home, there's still the right tips and tricks, no matter what kind of productivity you're trying to build. So mm-hmm. if you want to be a soccer player, you know, and, and you want to be productive for four hours of, of practice in the afternoon, every single day. I would still recommend almost precisely the same things. Cool. Focusing in on the things that make you productive as a soccer player. If you want to be, you know, a pool player at night, if you want to be able to, um, you know, be a, a professional drinker or a pie eater, like <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I have a smile on my face when I'm saying this, because these are great examples, but the truth is that creating productivity still takes the same approach. Yeah. And, and I built that into this and it's focused on how to be productive while working from home, but I've built all that approach into there. And I talk about what to do and why to do it. It's, it's in my opinion, it's awesome. And, uh, I, I have yet to, to receive bad reviews. <laughs> well, it's super, super relevant given, you know, how the world has changed since COVID, right? More and more people are realizing, especially the, for the first time ever in, in human history, because of the internet and because of our laptops. A lot of us are seeing and companies are now recognizing they can be productive and live anywhere. So like, shoot, if I can <clears throat> live wherever I want, you know, that's great. But then there are certain people who really struggle with feeling like I'm not a self-starter. I'm not organized. I'm not productive. So that's really cool. So that's at uh, lucasroot.com. Yep. Um, cool. Open question. Yeah. This is a fun one. Um, where did innovation used to happen? We know the answer to this. It used to happen at the water cooler. Mm. Where will it happen tomorrow? Open question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
as we get that, and, and working from home has been an absolute gift from the universe served up on a gold platter. It's been fucking phenomenal. Like I could not be more happy for the good things that came with the COVID pandemic. There are plenty mm-hmm. of not good things, sure. but the good things that came with it are delightful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. But we've got some open questions that I, that, that I don't think that we know really even the direction that answer is going to come from. How do we engineer innovation? Because the water cooler was engineered innovation. How do we engineer innovation in a work from home world? Mm. Super cool. I love that. Well, and then my last question being more about the masculine and feminine, because I'm not surprised because, because women are awesome in this way. You know, they're, they're so curious, you know, and I found working with women for so long, they're so open to personal development and growth and communicating amongst themselves. And, um, you know, I, I have women that are listening to this podcast who are focused on, you know, what tidbits can I get for becoming queens, you know, yeah. becoming abundant in all areas of their lives and, and those that are actually reading my book. And um, but in terms of actually doing some more of this, this deeper masculine and feminine, the goddess work, where could they go? Would that be lucasroot.com? You can reach else. out to me there. There's, there is no content there for the goddess work, but you can reach out to me there. You can get on my mailing list there. Once you're on my mailing list, you'll you'll be able to opt in or opt out to the stuff that I send out. And, and that includes the goddess work that I do. Cool, cool, cool. Otherwise, you have a, a website for that, right? Goddess Provenance. Goddess Provenance. Cool. Love it. Love it. Well, Lucas, thank you so much for hanging with me. I just felt like the, the conversation was inspiring. And like I said, we I need another couple of hours just to keep diving in because you've it's fun to, to be on a, you know, in a conversation where, again, I'm a very curious guy too. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And you do a great job of articulating things in a, a simple way. And, and also realizing like, I haven't done a ton of de- you know, deep work in terms of understanding the masculine feminine. I kind of know the, the groundwork. And like you said, it's probably not as binary as I give it, which makes me think, okay, I really need to dive into it more because that, that actually resonates more, but we'll, we'll get into that on another another episode recording, but I appreciate you so much with uh, just what you've shared with my listeners and excited to, to continue the conversation all the time. Dude, this is amazing. Your listeners are lucky to have you. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, enjoying the process. That's for sure. And becoming a, a better and better podcast host. So yeah. but anyways, man, thank you guys uh, so much for listening. Go check out Lucas at lucasroot.com. Or of course you can find them on the socials. Uh, if you go to uh, Luke, uh, L-U-C-R-O-O-T on, on the gram, Instagram, give him a follow there and check out all the cool content. Um, and I really appreciate you guys listening. Lucas, thank you, man. My pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. All right, guys, take care. Have a good one. We'll check out, check in with you on the next episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. Take care. That's it for this one. And I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, 
connect with me on LinkedIn and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.